When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to On Texas Football. My name is CJ Vogel. I'm joined today by Jerry Hamilton for the recruiting breakdown this afternoon. We're going to be talking a little bit of Texas and Texas A&M. The Lone Star Showdown is back, not only on the field, but on the recruiting side of things as well. And that's what we're going to dive into today. Uh, But before we dive into anything further, Jerry, can you please tell us about our good friend, uh, Mark Saunders? And Yeah, the uh, recruiting breakdown, our sole sponsor of the recruiting breakdown is Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders. When it comes to protecting all your stuff, wouldn't it be great to have one place that protects it all? Here's some good news. Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders is the only insurance agent you need to help keep tabs on protection for all your stuff, all of it, everything from your home, your car, and your boat, to your motorcycle, your RV, and even your ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders' office today at 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands? With over 35 years of experience, you will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call today, 512-218-8571. Thank you very much to Mark Saunders, uh, Allstate agent, for being the sole sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. Well, there's a lot to talk about now. Texas and A&M are recruiting on the same foothold now. Both are heading into the SEC. I guess Texas is joining the SEC, but... That will lead us to a lot of conversations and, and battles between which recruits Texas and AM will battle with. And, and both are coming off of uh, junior days we saw over the last two weeks of, July, of January. Uh, most recently, Texas AM had a pretty solid list of guys on yeah. campus. And we'll start with the offensive side of the ball because that's kind of where. Hey, before we get going on that, I want to lay this out a little bit, CJ. I, I, this, is my tw- this will be my 23rd year in the business. When I got into this business, CJ was a little tyke, right? Um, he was pulling, he was opening cabinets when he wasn't supposed to, right? But when I got into this business, Texas and Texas AM, that rivalry carried over from the field to recruiting 24 7, 365. You can go down the line of prospects from the state of Texas and think about some of those great recruiting battles. And it wasn't just recruiting battles AM versus Texas. Go back to when Vince Young and Reggie McNeil came out of high school the same year. The arguments from the Texas side and the AM side were who was the better quarterback? Who is going to be the better quarterback? Then you have specific recruitments that were so impactful. And what was the first thing Matt Brown did when he got to Texas? He started winning recruiting battles against R.C. Slocum. And that was massive for the Longhorns. So what have we missed the last decade? We've missed the rivalry in the state of Texas that carries over to recruiting. And I think that's impacted kids in this state negatively. I think AM and Texas playing again is so big for recruiting in this state because what we've missed is for 365 days a year, 
364, talking about next year's game. That's the water cooler talk. That's everything, your friends, your neighbors, the AM flags, the Texas flags in the neighborhood. We've missed all these conversations. Now we got it back. So now let's talk about Sark versus Elko in the 25 class and moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly ready to take this debate and hypotheticals off of Twitter and onto the field. You know, this is the most exciting moment I've had since what? I was I was about 14. So really exciting for me to get to witness it finally in, in, in which I can fully understand what goes on behind the scenes in recruiting as well. That'll be interesting. But AM hosted a junior day uh, the last weekend of, of January. They had a big day. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily it was as, as big as what Texas hosted, obviously 120-plus prospects. But they had some notable names there, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Jordan Davidson, uh, you had the Bridgeland offensive tackles, Jonte Newman, Ryan Foji, Tyler Thomas, uh, Ty, Ty Haywood as well, Kelshawn Johnson, uh, Kalik Lockett. A lot of names there that sound familiar to what Texas has done. Jerry, I want you to kind of break that down from what you saw and also where some of these battles are going to come down to from the offensive side of the ball here. Yeah, I think the offensive line is huge because AM has to do – they can't miss on evaluations in 25. And I know that's putting a lot of pressure on, uh, on, on a program and a new staff, but they come into a situation at AM where they have to win some battles on the offensive line, right? It's a great year in the state of Texas on the offensive line. And AM and Texas are going to end up going head to head. And that doesn't mean Oklahoma's not involved. We talk about Michael Fasusi, the five star offensive tackle, left tackle, of Louisville. He was on campus at AM the 13th. He didn't go to Texas on the 20th. He went to Missouri. Obviously, he didn't make the Oregon trip. But Oklahoma and Texas were the two favorites throughout the season. I think Texas was a little ahead of Oklahoma. Now AM gets him on campus. So, right, this sets up the spring and summer official visits for Fasusi. Uh, that's Texas versus AM versus Oklahoma. And I know we're talking more Texas versus AM today, Elko versus Sark, but there's going to be some battles on the offensive line. And AM absolutely has to win some of these battles. And on the Texas flip side, you want to keep winning the key battles to keep that talent level as high as it is in the program right now. And Texas is looking at a five man offensive line class in 2025. So they're going to have to win some of these in-state battles. I mean, you go down the list, Jonte Newman at Bridgeland is a big one. With Boji committing from Bridgeland to Oklahoma, that was one that AM and Texas both really liked. So then you go to Jackson Christian, the guard out of Port Nature's uh, Groves, who plays tackle but probably projects the guard. AM, the new staff, came in and offered him. Texas flood had been on him a long time. He was at both places in January again. Um, so that's out of that AM. That it kind of that Port Natchez grows more of an AM area than Texas area, even though Rashawn Johnson did come out of Port Natchez. I'm talking traditionally through the years. Um, obviously, the head coach there, Coach Joseph, was an AM graduate assistant coach. That means Jackson Christian's going to AM. Uh, but there are ties everywhere in the state of Texas, these schools. So, a, uh, offensive line is going to be huge because Texas wants to keep their, their foothold and they need it's going to be a five man class more than likely. AM has to win some key battles. And then you have Bill Biedenball north of the Red River who's going to win his share of battles too. So offensive line sets up big. Wide receivers so interesting, CJ. Kelshawn Johnson's a Texas lean from Hitchcock. Uh, the speedster, the playmaker. I call him a poor man, Xavier Worthy, and that's not a, that's not a, that's a compliment to Kelshawn Johnson. I think Xavier Worthy's just a little ahead from, ahead from a football standpoint because Kelshawn's a three-sport guy who's never really trained fully at football. But once he does, watch out. Um, so I think Texas leads AM there. Kalik Lockett's an interesting name to me, though, CJ, because he didn't attend the Texas uh, January 20 Junior Day. He did go to AM, 
But Steve Sarkeesian and Chris Jackson, Steve Sarkeesian stopped by the school uh, last week uh, over there in Garland, Saxe High. That tells you how much the staff likes Kalik Lockett, that he didn't come to the junior day, yet Sark spent valuable time at the end of January going by the high school to meet with Kalik Lockett. So he's an interesting name. Will Texas get him on campus in the spring? I think that March 22nd area is when you're going to start seeing Texas get some guys on campus. Then Jordan Davison's interesting because Jordan Davison looked all season like it was headed to Texas, Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon. AM got him on campus. Oregon got him on campus. Alabama's going to be in that mix. You know, with the new staff, they'll be back in the mix. Uh, but it'll be so interesting to see uh, where this recruitment goes. I mean, Texas, Tashar, Choice, Sark have been in on this one for well over a year. Uh, and, and they, at point in time, have been the leader of this. You just kind of wonder with Texas taking two backs, then taking two backs in each class. Does it catch up with them on somebody at some point? But getting Davidson back on campus January 20th is huge. I think he'll be back uh, for an official visit in June. So there's a number of guys. I mean, we could go down the list of offensive guys. I mean, there's a lot. But I'll tell you what's going to be interesting is where we, what we talk about next, CJ. That's defense. Because yeah. there's a lot of head-to-head battles or a lot of guys, Texas and Anima, offered the same guys on defense. Yeah, you mentioned the, the importance on the trenches on the offensive side of the ball. It look, it's looking like the defensive side of the ball in the trenches on the defensive line is going to be just as important. You can add in the linebacking group as well yeah. with Elijah Bo Barnes and Riley Pettijon. But to me, you're talking about one of the deeper classes that we've seen at the defensive line position in recent memory in the state of Texas. And now with Texas, Oklahoma, and AM specifically, the Lone Star teams duking it out for some of these top in-state prospects. You're talking about Zion Williams, Floyd yes. Guidry, Chase Sims, you know, Xavier Pono, Landon Rink. And we you can even throw in Lance Jackson yeah. because of his relation. Obviously, his father played basketball at AM. It's going to be a, a bloodbath in the trenches, as you would expect in a given a given year. This year, a little bit more uh, of a heightened you know, expectation here as a result of both teams going to the SEC and the state having such of a, a plethora of in-state talent right now. And let's add another one, Brandon Brown, the Texas four-star commitment out of O'Galley. So we got to go outside the state a little bit too. Sean Spencer was recruiting Brandon Brown at the University of Florida. Obviously, he's now the D-line coach at AM. He was by O'Galley High in January, just like Sarkeesian, Jeff Banks, uh, Tashar Choice were. Brandon Brown camped at AM last year, didn't visit Texas. Texas, from everything I was told, was actually his dream school. He likes the idea of being in Texas. Um, does that mean he's absolutely going to sign with Texas in the state of Texas? It doesn't. There's a long way to go in recruiting. But he's a solid commitment right now to Texas. He's supposed to be visiting late March around the seven-on-seven -seven tournament in the Austin area. But this, this we got to flip the script. AM has to do well on the offensive line in 25. Texas has to do well on the defensive line in 25. That means you're in battles. Um, uh, you know, Zion Williams, you mentioned. I mean, just some of those offers. Landon Rink's been to both places, plus Oklahoma. Floyd Gidry, recently offered by AM, was attended Texas Junior Day and met with Sark, which took that to another level right after Bo Davis had offered before he went to LSU. LSU's now in there. LSU's also in on Zion Williams, by the way. You got some great battles coming. Then there's Dylan Battle, speaking of recruiting battles. Does AM get in on Dylan Battle? I think Sarkeesian. Uh, and Kenny Baker were by the school at Mansfield Timberview last week. There's an AM's offer Dylan battle. So there's, I think there's more than 50 offers right now, whether they're committable or not, that AM and Texas have made to the same prospects. And when you look at D line, 
Just like AM has to hit on offensive linemen in 25, Texas has to hit on defensive linemen. And you're talking about a three or four man class. They have to keep Brandon Brown in the fold. And obviously, AM is one of the many schools chasing there. Uh, but yeah, it's it, defensive lines imperative. And I know we'll, we'll hit on linebackers a little bit, but Lance, ja- Lance Jackson's interesting, right? Because we learned through Landon Jackson's recruitment that his father, uh, Larry, played basketball at Texas AM, right? So one kid goes to LSU, then Arkansas, and now Lance is committed to the University of Texas. Obviously, AM would have loved to have Lance Jackson. Um, and you know, AM won't give up. They'll try to make another run at that. But Lance is a pretty firm commitment to the University of Texas right now. But CJ, then I'll lead you into it. Linebacker. I mean, there's a lot of guys here who I, I'm not sure AM's maybe top two battling Texas for a Riley Pettijon or Elijah Barnes, but they're with that new staff, they're trying to get in there and be one of those two or three schools to get in those battles the rest of spring and June. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Specifically with Mike Elko now being the defensive-minded coach at AM, it's easier to recruit defensive side of the ball just a little bit. Uh, but with the two that you mentioned, obviously the jewels right now in the class. You could toss Jonah Williams back in the, in the mix as well at linebacker, though Texas has bumped him back out to safety. Blake Gideon's taking control of that recruitment uh, as of lately. But you start looking down the list. If Texas misses on one of their two top targets, where else do they go? Obviously they have a commitment in the fold already with Anthony Williams. Uh, A&M over the weekend gained a commitment from Kelvion Riggins out of uh, North Forney as well. So the the linebacking room is starting to take shape for both schools. Where do you go from there? Is it a Javar Thomas? Do you keep moving down the list? Jonathan Cunningham. Uh, yep. Absolutely. So there's a lot of really talented in-state prospects. And we've talked about Texas going for those long wingspan, long levered uh, linebackers with Johnny Nansen now in the fold. Does AM follow suit with their philosophies? That'll be interesting. Obviously, I don't think anybody is shying away from the recruitment of Bo Barnes and, and uh, Pettijon. So a lot to go into perspective here on the defensive side of the ball. But, Jerry, I wanted to kind of f- switch it up a little bit. I wanted to ask you, with the emergence of, uh, of Coach Elko in, in College Station, there's a kind of a restart to what AM has had to do and what it will what they will do on the recruiting side of things. Texas is now in their conference. There's no more, you know, we have the SEC logo on their chest and they do not. If you're Coach Elko, how important is it to win early on in 24 for your recruiting class, not only this year, but moving on? Yeah, I think the product on the field may be as much as important as the as the win total. And look, you need to get to a seven, eight win. Uh, area because especially with Texas ascending, see what happens with Oklahoma. Both of those moving to the SEC makes recruiting in Texas more difficult for AM. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and the timing couldn't be worse uh, for AM to hire a new coach because Sark just went to the playoffs. Quinn Ewers is coming back. Arch Manning, I mean, three straight top six recruiting classes, obviously. But look, it, it's so interesting to me on the staff, Trooper Taylor, years of experience in recruiting in Texas. You could see Trooper and uh, Tashar Choice go head-to-head a little bit. Holman Wiggins, who obviously was the wide receivers coach on staff at Alabama when Sark, Jeff Banks, Flood were all at Bama. Uh, Holman did not come to Texas um, when uh, uh, Sarkeesian was hired there. He stayed on Alabama. A guy that's recruited the state of Texas 
for multiple years now, right? So, I mean, those are some names then. Sean Spencer, I mentioned, right? Florida was recruiting more in Texas. Uh, he's got some of those connections uh, to players as well. And he's going to be he's going to be a central figure in recruiting in 2025, just like Kenny Baker is. Both schools have a new D-line coach. So they're now going to be going to head, head to head on some a number of guys. And when you look at a guy like Zion Williams, Jamarcus McFarland is a name you're going to hear. Uh, his uncle, who's the former Lufkin standout, who's a Texas OU battle, who's not a TCU D-line coach. But AM has to have a level of success early. I think it's the product on the field and what the parents and the kids see as the culture. And I think culture is an overused term, CJ, but I think it was bad at AM. So if when people go visit AM, when high school coaches maybe go up there for a coach, you know, a, a coaching day at AM, do they see a shift there? Because Sark's shift at Texas was huge. I think in the way people viewed where the program can go, how far it could ascend, and how successful it was to be success set up successfully annually continually. Um, so I think that's what Elko has in front of him because the initial right now is, oh man, Mike Elko was hired and all these guys left. Well, they were going to leave regardless, some of those guys, but I think some of those losses were positive for the culture. So it's the product you put on the field. How do you present that vision for your program? And how, how quickly do people see the change on the field, just the product, and then in the locker room? And what players recruit players? A&M's got to have players recruiting players under my yeah. I, I thought what you mentioned about the culture being really an important part of this recruiting cycle. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Texas's culture and how it feels like each time there's an update, it's been an increase in morale. It's been an increase in player-led activity. Uh, A&M over the last two cycles, maybe not along that same path. We'll see if that changes under Elko. I think the expectation is that it will. Uh, but I, I wanted to dive deeper into that coaching staff because you mentioned it a little bit there. It feels like when Texas needs a, a big dog in recruiting, they send in, you know, a, a Jeff Banks, yeah. uh, a Tashard Choice. Obviously, Sar Sarkeesian will get involved as well. For AM, who is that guy? Who is their ace up the sleeve that, you know, if they need to go win a five-star guy out of state, whether it be a position battle or not, who are they going to send in and say, all right, go clean it up, go bring him home? Trooper Taylor has a lot of SEC experience, right? I mean, years and years of SEC experience. He's, he's, he's recruited the entire region. You know, they, they may not have a Jeff Banks who you would look to on that staff. Um, I think it's going to be more of a collective effort with that staff. Obviously, it was interesting that Wesley McGriff, when Wesley McGriff took the job for about a week, I said, okay, that's interesting. Wesley McGriff, a lot like Trooper Taylor, had a lot of experience then. He left. You know, the young safeties coach is popular with players. Right. And so now he's really getting into true SEC battles, kind of like Kenny Baker. I mean, you know, uh, uh, the this safeties coach has a little more experience than Kenny Baker in those in those recruitments. But still, this is new. I mean, this is new because now Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC. It's a different message uh, and different recruitments you're getting into. Uh, so I don't know if AM has that established guy yet. Holman Wiggins, I think, is a solid relationship builder. Um, the term rainmakers used in recruiting a lot. That's not what he is. Um, and obviously, anytime you leave, leave Alabama, uh, Nick Saban was the closer. So you always have something to prove, which adds a little motivation. But I'm not sure they have the one go-to guy necessarily. I think it's going to be as a collective staff, which I think was, makes that vision, that product on the field, and the feeling overall, high school coaches um, who are still involved in recruiting at some level, um, the, the parents and the kids get when they're on campus.
Certainly. And there's a long way to go until November 30th when these teams finally meet up on the field for the first time. And hey, but, but see, like ages. 40 kids committed to these programs by the time that game. Right. I mean, right. that's the great thing is the build up to the game is going to be what we're covering and recruiting for the next few months. No, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited it's back. Uh, if, if there's one other thing that Texas fans should be wary of about Texas A&M's recruiting efforts as it stands right now, is there anything off the top of your head that says, you know what? Early on, they, they've done a very good job in, in this aspect. You know, I, I think getting kids to campus. Uh, what I think what I think Mike Elko did was they tried to get kids to campus January 13th. You know, they had a few guys there, Fasusi, Landon Rink, some of those guys. And that kind of gave away, okay, they really like these guys. They're trying to get them in front of the AM staff early to kind of make an impression on them before they go hit the Texas in the OU junior days after that. So I think AM's done a good job getting players to campus in short order. I think, look, Mike Elko has, you know, when Steve Sarkeesian came in to Texas, he had to repair some relationships maybe that Tom Herman had left in the dust, so to speak. I think it's similar with Jimbo Fisher uh, and versus what Mike Elko's dealing with. So I think those high, those those trips to high schools in January mm. were so important because I do think there were some repairs that had to be made there. So how quickly does that happen? I think a and doing the right things. I think they're attacking it the right way. Now the question is, you know, how many of those guys do you get back on campus again for the spring practice, then ultimately for June official visits? Where is A&M's June official Big visit, visit weekend. How are those kids situated versus Texas? We know Texas is going to get a lot of those last weekend in June official visitors. They're going to win that battle. They have momentum. They went to the playoff. They're moving to the SEC. They're about to be able to celebrate six picks in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Texas has a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail. How does AM combat that both in spring and then with June official visits? I think AM is going to try to get guys on campus first and try to make their hay, put some hay in the barn on some certain guys before those Texas visits happen. I, I think you're right. I think it'll be an early, aggressive attack for most of these prospects before they're able to take other visits. But, uh, but Jared, we're finally able to the year where we can say, you know, there's a winner and a loser now between Texas and A&M. Uh, that's exciting. Again, the recruiting aspects of things, uh, the dominoes that will fall later down uh, later down the road will certainly have a lot of implications on what happens on that field November 30th down in Kyle Field. Uh, but for now, we can only hope and wait and, you know, get down to the nitty-gritty, essentially, in recruiting. So uh, that has just about done it for the recruiting breakdown today on, on Texas football. I'm CJ Vogel and joined by Jerry Hamilton again today. Uh, thank you, Jerry, for joining us. Uh, you can find all of our latest recruiting updates on ontexasfootball.com. Uh, until, uh, until the next time, welcome. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.